Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. My name is Terrence Hunt. We are doing the Leadership Legacy Podcast. And today we are going to be talking about Worship Warriors, Part 1. We're going to do a series from the book, The Worship Warrior, by Chuck Pierce and John Dixon. And so that'll be our reference uh, as we go through this teaching. And you know, I may, I may select... Um, certain portions of the book to teach from explicitly as we go. But today is just an introductory lesson on this topic. Um, but before we get started, uh, I realized that the Thanksgiving holiday is upon us, and I'd like to just wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving and um, just encourage you to give God thanks for everything he's done in your life. There's no time like the present to be thankful for all the victories we've received this year and the victories yet to come because God has been faithful to us sometimes even when we haven't been faithful to him so we want to thank God for that uh, I thank God for all of you who are under the sound of my voice and either listening to me live or either through the podcast or through Facebook recording uh, just want to thank God for you and pray God's blessings be upon you and so as we get started I feel like this is a great time to talk about worship because we're in a season of Thanksgiving uh, which is the holiday tomorrow Thanksgiving and giving thanks is the spirit of the holiday but I want us to go deeper I want us to go from giving God thanks to bowing in worship and humbling yourself and really going into the next dimension of, of worship and thankful thankfulness to God and just drawing near to him and the Bible says that if we draw near to him he will draw nigh to us and so we want God's presence we want his closeness we want his glory so that uh, we can be salt and light in this world and change the darkness that's around us and penetrate the dark places the enemy has set up and be able to have a kingdom impact so I just want to thank God for all of you uh, we're going to get started on our teaching and today's scripture um, base scripture for today is going to be Ephesians the sixth chapter and we'll just read a few verses of it and um, we'll go through a few other scriptures as we go through this uh, session today but today's uh, scripture is Ephesians the sixth chapter and we will read verses 10 through 13 Verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in the high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand and so we have to remember that we are in a spiritual war and uh, the, another scripture in 2nd Corinthians says that um, that um, you know this war is not carnal it's a spiritual war uh, uh, we don't fight in the flesh um, but our but our, we fight against oh my god I don't find that scripture in 1st Corinthians <laughs> But anyway, uh, the bottom line is that we're dealing with spiritual warfare. And so when you are in a spiritual war, you must use spiritual weapons. Uh, and, and the thing is that um, worship 
it's a powerful thing. Powerful worship brings in the presence of God and it can move the forces of darkness uh, in our lives. But I do want to look at that scripture. Um, we're going to deviate just a little bit from my plan. I want to read this. It's in 2 Corinthians 10, uh, and I believe it's verse 5. Uh, and, and this is what it says. It says, casting down, no, I'm going to go back, verse 4, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not carnal, they're not flesh, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. That's a good scripture. You understand our weapons are not carnal. We're not in a carnal war. And so and so we have the power of death and life in our tongue. Uh, 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 we have the power to cast down imaginations. We have the power to bind and loose. Yeah, hallelujah. And so uh, God wants us to understand the authority that we have. We don't have to accept darkness. We don't have to accept um, wicked imaginations and so we also want to look at this scripture because one of our predecessors King David before he even became king understood the power understood the power uh, uh, of worship and so we're gonna look at the book of first Samuel and we're gonna look at verse number 16 I mean, chapter number 16, verse 14. And we're going to also look at verse 23 as well. And so 1 Samuel 16, verse 14 says, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and an evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And then we go down to verse 23. And it came to pass when the evil spirit from God was upon Saul that David took a harp and played with his hand so Saul was refreshed and was well and the evil spirit departed from him and so we understand that David played worship music and the evil spirit left Saul and so worship can drive out darkness worship the true worship of God the true spirit of God can 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 move depression it can move heaviness it can move wickedness uh, from our lives and from our and from our situation and so uh, just wanted to say that to you um, let's also look at this there are powerful worship that brings in the presence of God and produces a hedge of protection as well and so we want to look at that because you know the devil was fighting against uh, brother Job and he said that God had put a hedge of protection around Job and he couldn't get in and so sometimes you have to understand how to have that hedge of protection God wants you to know that when you worship he will protect you when you get in God's presence he will protect you he will put a shield about you worship is not just us getting in God's presence it's God covering us also with his presence in a way that keeps us from being attacked from the enemy. Let's look at Psalms 91. We'll look at verses 9 through 13. Let 
verse number nine says, Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high your habitation, there should no evil befall you, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you, to keep you in all your ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and adder. The young lion and dragon shall thou trample under feet. So God is saying basically when you're in the presence in God's in his presence, he's gonna not only protect you, but he's gonna give you the power to walk on the lion and the snake and to overcome the lion and the dragon. That gives you power over the enemy. God gives you power over the enemy when you're in his presence. Maybe some of our battles we're losing because we're not spending enough time in the presence of God. Maybe we're falling in some areas and faltering in some areas because we're not spending enough time worshiping in God and getting into his presence. Because there's there's a there's a blessing there in Psalms ninety one. There's a blessing there. And I hope that you saw that. Um the thing is that God wants us to be close to him. He created us to worship him and to commune with him. When we do that, God favors us so he releases an anointing and a presence the enemy can't get through. And also, as we worship God, a new sound is released in the earth, which releases new revelation and an extension of God's kingdom on the earth. Let's look at this, because it's very powerful. Sometimes the way to release the new in the earth is through worship. So let's look at it. Isaiah. The book of Isaiah chapter 43. 18. The book of Isaiah chapter 43 verse 18 and 19. Remember ye not the former things. Neither consider the things of old. Behold I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall ye not know it? I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. Do you realize when you begin to lift your hands in worship, when you begin to turn your heart towards God and release your troubles to Him, God not only meets you, He not only visits you, God begins to establish something. God establishes His presence. The scriptures tell us that 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 God would inhabit the praises of his people. As you give God glory, as you give God thanks, he shows up. He shows out. He establishes his kingdom. He establishes his word. And whatever you need can be released. You can receive the new because you seek God's face. You can receive the new. Moses sought the Lord out in the wilderness with the Israelites and manna fell. He sought the Lord, and water began to come out of rocks. God can do the miraculous, but we we have to pursue him. God is our source. He is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. And so we got to draw nigh to him. we got to draw near to him. And so for those of you who may not know what you're here for, for those of you who may not know, what God has called you to do. Do you know that worship 
can release you into your new assignment from God. It can release you into your next thing. You need revelation from God. What is next in your life? I want to turn you to Isaiah, the sixth chapter. And so we will look at that right now. Isaiah chapter 6. Um, we're going to look at verses 8 and 9. This is Isaiah 6 and 8. Also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And whom shall I go and whom will go for us? Then said I, Here am I, send me. And he said, Go tell this people, Hear ye indeed, but understand not, and see ye indeed, but perceive not. God basically released revelation to Isaiah. If you go to the first part of Isaiah, the sixth chapter, let's see here. Um, we're looking at verse 3 and 4. It talks about the glory of the Lord. It talks about the post of the door being moved with the voice of him that cried and the house being filled with smoke. God's presence came in that place because of the worship. And then Isaiah received an assignment. Isaiah received a revelation from God about an assignment that God wanted to do. You, it Sometimes, in order for you to know what the next step is in your life, it requires you to seek God's face. requires you to worship Him. may require you to fast and even pray. God wants you to be in the know, but you have to be in His presence. God doesn't want to have to shout at you. He wants you to draw so close to Him that He can whisper in your ear, and you understand what the will of the Lord is. That's how God likes to do it. And you gotta, you gotta understand though that the devil does not want you to worship God. Lucifer, Satan, the devil does not want you to worship God. He wants to steal our worship from God and turn it towards him. And God, he doesn't want us to worship anybody else but him, but the devil wants to steal our worship. We have to understand that the devil will use things in the world to steal our worship. The Lord will have us, I mean, the devil will have us distracted. He'll have us distracted with sports or money or politics or some other thing. But God, he wants to be the object of our worship. Let's look at the book of Luke. We're going to look at the book of Luke chapter 4. So we're going to look at Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through verses 8. And this is when Jesus was in the wilderness being tempted by the devil. So we'll look at verse 4. It says, And the devil, taking him up to a high mountain, showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give to thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said to him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. Him only shalt thou serve. Wow. You do see what happened here? The devil said, Look, I got some power. I got some of these earthly kingdoms, and if you worship me, I'll give them to you. And Jesus said, no, 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 buddy. We're not doing that because I'm only worshiping God. 
how many people out here have accepted the offer from the devil and worshiped Satan to receive a little money to receive a little power to receive a little prestige or fame how many have sold their souls to the devil for a few nickels for a position or a title God says no 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 you're not supposed to worship anybody but God we we gotta be smart Christians don't sell your soul for a little power don't sell your soul for the little things that the devil may think he can throw at you understand who your God is understand who your Lord is don't sell out this is very important I believe we're in a time in this country and in our world where the enemy would like to steal our worship and have a sellout and that's a bad thing to do we'd be miserable we'll miss what God has for us doing that let's look at the book of Exodus because God had some real problems with us worshiping anybody other than him go back to the book of Exodus chapter 20 So we're looking at Exodus chapter 20. Um, we're going to look at verses 1 through 6. And God spoke all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image, or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above, or is in the earth below. Or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord, I the Lord your God am a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children, to the third and fourth generation of them that hate me, and showing mercy to the thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. God saying, what are you doing? Don't be worshiping no other gods. Don't be building no other gods. Don't be building no other idols. I did not save you to go backwards. He's saying, look, I delivered you from Egypt. For those of you who may be Christians right now, Egypt represents your past life. It represents what you used to be before you got saved. Jesus is saying, I delivered you from that. Don't go back to that. Don't go back to serving those gods that you were serving before you got saved. The Lord is saying, I brought you out of bondage. You were tied up and in slavery, spiritual slavery, and I delivered you. I took the bands off you and freed you. Why would you want to go back to serving the devil? The devil only only wants to trick you so he can tie you back up again and make you his slave. Don't fall for the trick. Here's the other piece of this. There's several things I want to say about this. One is that the enemy, he can deceive us into he can use the world's tools to lure us away from God. The enemy likes to use the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life to draw us back to him. We don't have to fall for it. We don't have to fall for it. God set us up to worship him only. You got to understand something. When we don't worship the Lord correctly, and when we don't follow him with all of our heart soul and mind we fall prey there's a curse that comes on the children and the grandchildren of the disobedient they will be cursed 
to the third generation, God said. If you turn away from God and don't keep him first, you're going to receive some bad things. That's not what we want. That's not what we want. But the blessing is that if we obey God and worship him in spirit and truth and keep him first and love him with all our heart, soul, and mind, the, the blessing will go to a thousand generations of those who are obedient. We're going to be blessed above measure. And so the choice is ours whether we want to do good or whether we want to do evil in God's sight. God wants your heart and he wants to bless you. He wants you to serve him. He's the father of lights. He is the spirit of truth. God only wants to bless his children, but he cannot bless disobedience. And so we got to look at um, Deuteronomy 30, uh, verses 19 and 20. Deuteronomy 30, verses 19 and 20. See, see you have to understand, the devil wants you to worship him. He doesn't want you to worship God because he knows if, if, he, if you worship him, he can steal from you. He can take from you. He can plunder from you. The enemy wants to steal, kill, and destroy your life. He can do that if you don't worship God. And if you worship him, it's a deception. Don't fall for the trick. Let's read the scripture here in Deuteronomy 30, 19 and 20. It says, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live, that you may love the Lord your God with all your heart, that you may obey his voice, that you may cleave unto him, for he is your life, the length of your days, that you may dwell in the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob to give them. God has given you a multiple choice exam and he's given you the answer. He said, I set before you choice A, which is death, and choice B, which is life. And God's saying, choose life, choose answer B, so that you and your seed can live. God wants you to be blessed. He wants you to prosper. God wants to release things in your life. It starts with a pure heart. Create in me a clean heart, O oh God, and renew a right spirit in me. Lord, forgive me for all my sins and deliver me from evil. Blot out my iniquities. We want God to cleanse us. We want to worship him in spirit and in truth and be all that God has us to be. The best way to be covered, the best way to be protected is to bow and kneel and worship before God. As you do that, the revelation is released for everything that you need. Sometimes we can't get an answer from God, maybe because we've been praying, but we haven't been in a posture of worship. But when you're in a posture of worship, sometimes God will open up your hearing. He'll open up your heart and he can begin to pour into you everything that you need to not just go forward, but to have understanding as you go. God wants to bless. So this is as we, this is our conclusion of Worship Warriors Part 1, and I pray this has been a blessing to you, but we want you to understand that the spiritual warfare you encounter, it's all about worship. It's about your allegiance. It's not about stuff. It's not about money, fame, power, none of those things. The Lord wants your heart. 
wants you to worship him. That's what we were created to do. And if we do that, we can win over everything the enemy's trying to do. The enemy wants us to worship and serve him so he can put us in slavery. Don't sell your soul for the material. Worship God in spirit and truth. Receive the joy and the peace that comes from only worshiping and serving him. Let's pray. Father God, I want to thank you for those under the sound of my voice. And I pray that we begin to put on the whole armor of God that we began to put on the spirit of worship and become those worship warriors you called us to be. Lord, help us to advance your kingdom in the earth, establish your kingdom, and to be able to tear down every work of evil and every work of darkness. Lord, we thank you for being our God, and we know besides you there's no another, and there's nothing too hard for you. So we just pray for your presence to abide with us always. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to thank God for you. I pray that this podcast, this session has been a blessing to you and, you know, continue to serve God, continue to worship God. I would encourage you to find some good um, worship and praise music and begin to play that in your hearing and you'll see that the atmosphere in your, in your, in your life, it'll begin to change. The atmosphere in your car, in your house, wherever you are, will begin to change as you begin to bow before God and give him thanks and truly be grateful for all God has done man it will it will it will give you joy unspeakable and full of glory well my name's Terrence happy Thanksgiving and we'll talk again soon God bless <laughs>